Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Flyers Daily for Tuesday, January 25th. As uh, it is game day once again, that's the good news and an opportunity to get a win. Bad news is it's also the day after a game and the day after now a 12th straight loss, uh, tying a franchise mark. None of the franchise marks you want to hit. And certainly we didn't expect this heading into the season. Uh, nobody did. Um, but it doesn't make it any easier. And it's a 3-1 loss against the Dallas Stars. All said and done, Dallas outshoots the Flyers 36-28 in the game. No power play opportunities for either team in this game. And that's to me, that's kind of indicative that this wasn't one of those games that was, you know, highly competitive. Penalties sometimes are born out of a competitive game and competition on the ice for space and, you know, getting down really down in it with the, uh, the opposition players. There wasn't a lot of that in this game. And as a result, no penalties. So no power play opportunities. Uh, Flyers did avoid the fourth ranked power play in the NHL by the Dallas Stars, but uh, they end up with the, the 3-1 loss in the game. Rupe Hints scored in the first period, 17-46 in. It was a breakaway. Flyers are in the offensive zone, and they turn the puck over, uh, trying to get it back to the point. And, and uh, Jason Robertson's able to get a stick on it, deflect it, and then chip it into a space in the middle of the ice. And Hints is able to get there and go in on the breakaway. Patient move, puts it through Carter Hart's five-hole. Uh, then in the second period, Flyers tie the game at 12.06 of the second when Ivan Provorov gets credit for his fifth goal, goes down the left wall, throws a puck in front, ends up hitting off the skate of John Klingberg and in behind Jake Ottinger, ties the game at one. And you may look at that and go, that's eh, a lucky bounce. Got it off the, the defenseman of the Dallas Stars. Yeah, there's there's really lucky goals like the one Travis Konechny scored for his 100th off Chara's stick and then off Noah Dobson's back and into the net. That's a luck goal, total luck. But the one from Provorov is a little bit of luck kind of orchestrated because the Flyers did the right thing, had two guys go into the net. First, they won the draw and got a shot from the point that was connecting you, took the shot, and then Provorov moved in on the puck. But Scott Lawton and Oscar Lindblom are both going hard to the net. One puck side, which was Oscar Lindblom, and the other back door, which was Scott Lawton. And Provorov's throwing that puck to get it to the front of the net to one of those two guys. And Klingberg recognizes he can't let that puck through because Lawton is on the back door, tries to get it with his foot, ends up deflecting it by the goaltender, and the Flyers tie the game. Provorov's fifth of the season, Konechny and Braun pick up the assist. Then we head to the third period, and late in the third period, 16-35, Jacob Peterson ends up finding some free space down low, able to take a low-to-high pass uh, from Alexander Radulov and put it over the shoulder of Carter Hart. I think it deflected off of Provorov's glove as well. Just uh, left in a bad spot and wasn't covered, and he's able to pot that one home. That ends up being the game winner. Pavelski picked up an uh, empty net goal, and the Dallas Stars skate off with a 3-1 win and the two points in the Flyers' losing skid now at 12 games. And really, the biggest takeaway, two takeaways from this game for me. Number one, we'll start with the negative first. I usually like to start with the positive, but we'll start with the negative. And it's really been what's plagued the Flyers for a long time. Uh, so far this season. Early in the season, they were scoring goals. Uh, but as obviously, as of the 10-game losing streak early in November, the scoring dried up. And what that does is it does a couple of things. Number one, it puts a tremendous amount of pressure on your goaltender, knowing that you're a team that's struggling to score and he can't make a mistake 
because if he does, you're not going to outscore your mistakes. And it just seems like this team just has to work so hard to score goals and to get good scoring opportunities. And when you're a team that's struggling to score and you're a team that is not scoring off the rushes, not able to just get some of those easy goals that you see in games when things are going well, it just becomes such a grind just to score a goal that it almost becomes exhausting just to get a goal. It's, it's, you're putting so much into just every goal. Sometimes you just need to score some easy ones. A two-on-one, a three-on-one off a rush, one pass shot, goal. You know, those kind of things. Nice passing play between two or three players in the offensive zone leads to an easy backdoor tap-in. Those kind of things. But right now, this team is having to work so hard, not just to score, but to create any offense. They've done a good job at points in games of getting in on the forecheck and possessing the puck, but it just seems like the scoring chances are few and far between, and there's just so much energy that has to go into every one of those that it's almost like it's not sustainable. And maybe that it's not sustainable. Uh, they're a team that when you're squeezing it too, you try as often to make the extra pass to get the, the perfect scoring opportunity instead of give, taking what they're giving you. In the game against the Stars, you know, there was some of that. They're also trying to create chaos to get goals that way. But frankly, none of it's really working. And, you know, getting goals off the rush and those kind of things are paramount. And right now, they look like a tired team late in third periods because of the, the amount of energy that they're, you know, kind of spilling just to get scoring opportunities in the offensive zone. Now, the positive from the game was the goaltending of Carter Hart. And, you know, you look at this season, and as sideways as it is and how bad it's been, and a 12, now 12 game losing skid and a 10 game winless skid earlier. And you look at it and you go, usually when you came into this season, we looked at it and said, if this team can just get its goals against average or goals allowed per game down, then they're going to be in decent shape. Because that was the thing last year. The goals were just pouring into the net. If they can get bounce back goaltending and more solid defensive play, then they're a team. That should be markedly better. That hasn't been the case. One, because of what I just talked about, the inability to score and having to work so hard to get goals and scoring chances. But the goaltending has done the job, kept them in games. And Carter Hart, once again in this one, 36 shots on goal. He makes 34 saves. Uh, he made an unbelievable save on Miro Heiskin in, in the second period. Maybe it was the third period where he is dead to rights, but he doesn't give up. He battles, and he gets over to his left, and it goes into what is called a, a spread save selection, which is something that he just put into his kind of arsenal of uh, tools just a couple of years ago, something that Kim Dillaball brought to him. He wasn't fond of it at first, uh, but it's something that he works on where he goes into a spread where both your legs are out and you're kind of falling forward, but there's a lot of technical elements to it. Number one, to have the hands up and out, which is how he made the save. And I'm, sure, I'm pr pretty sure he's pretty glad that he has that save selection in there now, especially after that save on Heiskanen. But he gives you the opportunity to win games, and he has been battling his butt off. And I don't know how the rest of the season is going to go if, you know, if this team just continues to struggle at this alarming level, if it does overwhelm him eventually. We would understand it if it did, but he's been so good and bounced back so well. 
I mean, think about the nine-round shootout where the Flyers didn't score. Basically, eight of those shots were for the game that he made saves on. That's that's tough on a goaltender, mentally. That's tough. And you know you can't make mistakes. And, hey, you might have to win a game two to one. So the only thing I can do is I can only give up one. But here's the deal. In the NHL, scoring one goal is not going to be a successful tactic. And scoring just two goals is not going to be a successful tactic. But Carter Hart this year, um, I think he has shown so much growth, not only from the technical elements of his game and adding some other elements and save selections and, and tracking and the way he reads the game, but really the mental resilience that he has brought to the rink each and every game. Has he been perfect this year? No. Has he been incredibly good and under these circumstances incredibly good? Absolutely. I mean, if I look at this team right now, I'm looking for an MVP. I mean, it's hard to even kind of have an MVP when things are this sideways, but it's got to be him. He's been so good for the team this year, and it's a shame because usually, like I said, goaltending buoys a team to more wins. That hasn't happened. That's not on him, though. Carter Hart has done everything he could and more uh, to keep his team in games and putting them in a position to win them, Um, but he can't go down the other end and score goals and not have to exert himself a ton to do it. So uh, they'll be back at it tonight, though. They're going to take on the New York Islanders in New York. Martin Jones uh, going to get the start tonight. And, you know, it's paramount for the Flyers to end this losing skid that they, if they want to do that tonight, that they have to get a really good performance out of Martin Jones. You're on the road. You're in a back-to-back. You've lost 12 straight. The Islanders know it. They know there's blood in the water. They're going to want to punch the Flyers in the face and punch them in the face immediately in the game. So Martin Jones is going to have to be ready to go from the drop of the puck, and he's likely going to have to be really good in the first 10 minutes. If you can weather that and you can get out of that scoreless, then you've got a chance. But it's going to be key that they get good goaltending, and not just because it keeps them off the board, but also good goaltending after his last game that he played where he wasn't very good for the the players that play in front of him to know that he's on his game that night and they can play a little bit more free of mind, not thinking that if they make a mistake, they're pulling it out of the back of their net. That's hard. This game needs to be played free of mind sometimes. You can't be afraid to make mistakes, knowing you got a goalie back there that can bail you out. But if you have a goalie back there that's really struggling and you don't feel like he can bail you out, that's when things go even worse. And we've seen that. I haven't seen that a lot out of Martin Jones this year. I haven't seen that a lot out of Carter Hart. But we've experienced that before, and we saw it firsthand in the uh, 2020-2021 season as well. Now, it was a big night last night for Keith Yandel as he tied Doug Jarvis's uh, record of consecutive games played at 964 tonight. He'll look to break the record. Keith Yandel met with the media last night after the game, and here's what he had to say. Hey, Keith. uh, Lost aside, did this this day obviously feel a little different for you, or did it just feel like the 964th in a row? Um, It honestly, it didn't feel. I tried to keep it as, as normal as possible, do my same thing, uh, same routine, and just um, kind of worry about the game. So, um, you know, I think for me, it, it was just kind of go about my day as, as normal as uh, possible. Hey, Keith. Um, obviously, you know, the, the record is what everyone's thinking about, but did, did you, you know, when you got that, I guess, ovation, you know, in that early first period, what did that mean to you? And did it hit you on some level when, when that happened, kind of the gravity of what you've done? Yeah, it did. Uh, to be honest, I didn't, you know, it wasn't really something I expected, just kind of never really thought about it. Um, and then, you know, I saw the guys, uh, 
you know, cheering for me, standing up and all the fans. It, uh, you know, it definitely meant a lot. I'm it's, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, your teammates, um, you know, the guys that you play with guys that you play against when, when, um, you know, when they congratulate you and, and, you know, tell you that, uh, you know, they're proud of you and stuff like that. It, it, you know, it hits home. It means a lot. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, definitely, uh, a, a nice thing. Yeah. I guess, you know, I know you've said that you've kind of tried to put this out of your head, but have you been, I guess, told by, you know, retired players, current players, you know, just how impressive it is to play in this many games, just because, you know, you, you hear from particularly retired players who are kind of amazed that, that you could play in these many games in a row. To be honest with you, it's, it's kind of one of those things. I, I don't really talk about it too much. I don't know if it's, it's one of those things where I just kind of get uncomfortable and, and, you know, not really a guy that kind of likes to talk about myself or have a spotlight on myself. So it's, if guys do talk about it, it's kind of one of those things for me, it's, you know, try to change the subject. And, um, you know, so it's, yeah, it's definitely guys that are, you know, tell me how they feel. And that, that obviously means a lot. And, um, you know, when guys tell you that you played with or played against, um, you know, it's definitely, it definitely uh, means a lot. Keith, I know you've been trying not to talk about the streak with your teammates, with your family members, but regarding tomorrow night, how many of your friends and family members will be in attendance with the Islanders game? And how uh, did they get tickets? Are you involved in that process? Have teammates helped you with that? Anything like that? No, I actually have no idea. It could be, I know, I know my family's coming, my, um, uh, my wife and kids. And um, my dad was here tonight and he's going to come tomorrow and my mom's going to be there. Um, and I'm pretty sure my brother and sister are coming, but they all, they went through, I, I don't know if my wife set everything up or my agent, um, but it was one of those things where I, I, I have no idea how many uh, people are coming. You can tell Keith Yandel is not really comfortable talking about himself. He kind of repeated the same answer uh, to a lot of the questions. And, you know, he's, to play 964 games, I, I know Flyer fans that his play has not been great this season. He got off to a good start and he's really struggled at points. But all the respect in the world to a guy that can answer the bell 964 games in a row in the National Hockey League is incredibly impressive in a very physical game as a defenseman that's blocked shots with his foot, took a puck to the face, got nine teeth knocked out and his jaw wired shut. I mean, to do what he's done is, is really impressive. It speaks to the pro that he is, and uh, it's no easy task. It took 35 years to break Doug Jarvis's record. 35 years. It's a long time. So congrats to Keith Yandel, and he'll break that record coming up tonight for the NHL's longest Ironman streak. Uh, and uh, congrats to him on doing it. So Flyers and Islanders tonight, and then on Wednesday, Flyers general manager at 11 a.m., Chuck Fletcher is going to meet with the media, kind of a midseason state of the Flyers, and uh, should be a very interesting press conference. I know that uh, you guys listening, all the fans, they want some real, real definitive answers. And I, look, the one thing that... I think you should caution yourself in expecting is that players will get thrown under the bus or coaches, whatever. A GM, an active GM, is never going to throw players or coaches under the bus publicly. It doesn't mean that he approves of the play of some of the players or what's going on, but it will never happen publicly. So just keep that in mind uh, when Chuck Fletcher addresses the media coming up on Wednesday. Um, it's an important press conference. I don't think we're going to hear that 
hey, we're going to be sellers at the trade deadline. Hey, I'm going to have a talk with Claude Giroux about waiving his no-move clause. Now, none of those hands will be tipped publicly. The GM will address the media on Wednesday. We'll break it down on a subsequent episode of Flyers Daily. So everybody, thanks for listening. Flyers Islanders tonight, here's to hoping we're breaking down a win for the first time in 2022. Oh, we all need it. Everybody, have a great day. We'll talk to you on tomorrow's Flyers Daily. Yourself chosen